heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hi, everybody. It's Griff. You know me. I'm, I'm your pal. I'm the host of YWC Football Talk. And this is a very special episode of YWC Football Talk because for the first time in the history of the show, after a Patriots game, a part of this series, I can say that the Patriots win 25-6 to over the New York Jets. All gas, no breaks. This team looked really good today, and they made Zach Wilson look really, really bad. Sorry, I have to lick my chops in when I get there. Gotta make Jets fans eat crow. But Jets fans, I'll get to you in a minute. This game as a whole, like, I didn't expect this. I honestly picked the Patriots to co- I picked the Jets to cover the spread just because I saw, I thought about this a lot, and I'm like, look, this game could be very similar to what last year's was, you know, very high scoring when the Patriots went, on, went at the end. Last year's 30-27. Uh, for the second time this year, too, the Patriots hit the under. So will they hit an over for once? We don't know. But Matt, Zach Wilson threw four picks. Uh, Jones actually looked pretty okay today. 22 for 30, 186 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, with QBR of 89. Zach Wilson, on the other hand, 19 for 33, 210 yards, uh, with four interceptions. Interceptions were caught, uh, JC Jackson had one, Devin McCourty had one, Jonathan Jones had one, and Devin McCourty, and Adrian Phillips. JC Jackson had two, my bad. I thought, uh, I thought Johnson had, uh... I thought Jonathan Jones had one, so my apologies to Jonathan Jones. Um, as a whole, the differences between week one and week two are very similar. Um, week With week two, I felt personally that the defense for the Patriots was better. I thought the Patriots' defense, you know, they didn't let as many explosive plays happen. Zach Wilson obviously did shoot himself in the foot a lot, throwing those four picks and having a really bad first half. But from a perspective of how they looked, from what they did against Miami to what they did against New York, this team was completely different, in my opinion. Where in New York, they were giving up some plays. They only really capitalized when, you know, Tua threw the, um, Tua threw the pick, uh, when Judon went after him. But besides that, like today, you saw this D-line getting through game pressure. Um, Juwan Bentley had a sack. There was a bunch of other sacks. I'm going to look it up right now just so I uh, know... Ex- I know exactly what's going on. Sorry, folks. I'm like I said, I do this on the fly. Do this on the fly. Uh, sacks today were recorded by Josh Uche had two. Uh, Davis had uh, Carl Davis had one, and then Matthew Judon had one. So you know what, Matthew Judon guy, I'm slowly falling for Grand Valley product of, out of Louisiana, I believe. But no, as a whole, with the Patriots today. I'll get into the offense in a minute because I really want to celebrate the defense because the defense just came out. Look. When a quarterback has a bad game, you're supposed to capitalize on his mistakes. And what did the Patriots do? They capitalized on Zach Wilson's poor mistakes and his interceptions. Because a lot of the balls, it was just him chucking it up, just hoping. It was those, like, hoping a prayer balls that a lot of the times, unless you're an elite quarterback, you're not going to catch. Like, it's going to go poorly. And even, too, there was some that, like, slipped through Corey Davis's hands. And then there was just ones where, look, we just capitalized and took advantage. But at the same time, too, and we'll get into the offense in a minute, we had to capitalize there, but I'll talk about that in a sec. But with the defense as a whole, this is kind of like a stepping stone in the right direction to kind of show the world, hey, look, the Patriots aren't the team from last year. The Patriots aren't just this, like, you know, pushover, whatever team that's going to, like, 
not exactly be good. Um, but the other thing I would like to add to all of this is just, look, I feel like this team, it's going to slowly evolve and grow as the season just continues and continues and continues. And now this is only week two, so we still have a long ways away to go. But if this is a telltale sign of how the defense can do, if you're capitalizing against a bad excuse for quarterback play, I like it. That's not a knock on the Jets. It's not a knock on Wilson. I'm just saying when a quarterback has porous performances like Zach Wilson did today against New England, New England had to capitalize against that. And what did New England do? They capitalized. They got the interceptions. They got the sacks. They pressured Zach Wilson a lot there. They made There was plays where Zach would not throw the ball. They made, like, that was the other thing, too. I felt like the Patriots' defense made the Jets, oh, and Mike LaFleur played a scared scheme. Um, now with the Jets, we'll, we'll talk about them in a minute, but I just feel like, look, there's opportunity here for this team. But at the same time, too, you've got to realize, look, you've got to teach your quarterback that, Welcome to the AFC East. Because that's, that's literally all i got to say. Welcome to the AFC East because that's what's going to happen. And we see them again in a month, October 24th at Gillette. Will it be a different Jets team then than it is now? I don't know. But at the same time, too, Zach Wilson and the Jets, they got a long ways away to go before they're truly a playoff contender in my mind. Now I want to talk about the offense because the offense today, they, they looked good. They, there weren't any turnovers. There wasn't any... Um, there wasn't any performances. Yeah, Durant looked really bad on the offensive line. We were down Trent Brown. Um, Ted da- David Andrews played a good game at center. Damian Harris, much better game this week than last. Obviously, he had the, the game-losing fumble. But this week, too, he, just, he showed his potential. He showed that, look, this is who he could be. Damian Harris had a great game today. Um, Nelson Aguilar got involved. Jacoby Myers. Kendrick Bourne got involved. Tight ends. Man, there's that one dime from Mac Jones to Hunter Henry. That was just mwah. Perfect, Baldissimo. But my only con to the defense in the whole defensive scheme and offensive scheme for today, excuse me, is as my iPhone watch keeps my Apple watch keeps going off. Excuse me. Um, my one big con today is closing. It's like how they say with business or sales, real estate. You got to be able to close the deal if you want to be successful. The Patriots are gonna have to go out there and close drives going forward because after this, the schedule's not gonna be exactly easy. We have the Saints next week. We have the Bucks, the Texans, which we'll see what happens. The Texans are 1-1. One one. They look pretty good against Cleveland today. And then the Dallas Cowboys. And then obviously we know the stretch through November and December. So there's not a lot of layup cupcake games in there where we're going to go into it being like, hey, we can guarantee a win. So they're going to have to work on that. They're going to have to close better. And then the offensive line as a whole is just going to have to play better. Because with that being said, with the defenses, the Saints' defensive front is very scary. They do have Cam Jordan. Uh, they do have Demario Davis. I'm just trying to think of some other names. They do have guys who can, you know, get after the quarterback. And we do recognize this as well because Salah was throwing the blitz like crazy. Salah was throwing blitz a lot at Jones. And that's how you can fluster a rookie QB. But Jones, I feel like, look, he, he picked up the signs for it. And the thing that I say, too, that I like a lot more than with Max's game than I did with Cam's was Max's ability not to crumble under pressure. Did he get sacked a bunch? Yeah, but that's going to happen. What I liked about it, though, is the fact that he never really gave up and the fact that he just kept on going through and didn't, uh, you know, just stand in the pocket and take a hit. No, he tried to escape. And even, too, he recognized when, hey, look, there is pressure. And he did recognize, too, uh, when there's when there's pressure, and you do recognize too. Hey, look when there when there's a blitz coming. So like obviously, like I said, Marcus May got a sack. I believe Sheldon Rankins got one. Uh, Franklin Myers got one. But 
at the end of the day, too, Mac is slowly evolving. And we're seeing these rookie growing pains with him. But at the same time, too, you're seeing his potential. Because if you give him time in the pocket, he's going to chuck and sling it and get it downfield. Like we saw it today, too, with the dime to Hunter Henry. He had the couple nice throws to Jacoby Myers, even Kendrick Bourne. And they were starting to throw some trick plays out there, too, with some uh, flea flickers and just some uh, um, halfback tosses back to the quarterback. And then they would just let Matt chuck it downfield. Like, there's little things like that in the playbook that they're slowly evolving with. And I feel like eventually, as time goes, they're going to continually just start to slowly peel back the curtain of the potential of this New England Patriots team. So that's my feelings. Look, from a Patriots fan perspective, I'm happy. From a Pats fan perspective, it was a good win. I get to go into work tomorrow and be like, victory Monday. Because the feeling after a 1 o'clock win is great. Like, 4 o'clock games are cool. But I I like 1 o'clock wins because you have the rest of the day just to celebrate and bask in it. And most of our games are 1 o'clock this year. So there'll be a lot more of those, hopefully. But now moving on to the New York Jets. And the only real thing I have to say is, look... I, I said this in the podcast with Big Rat, and I still agree with it. If the Jets continue to play this way, Zach Wilson will get hurt eventually. Like, you can't continually have him. He Like, he was seeing ghosts. I know I said it today on Twitter as a joke and everything, but at the same time, too, if you are the New York Jets, you can't let your quarterback play scared because that's eventually how they're going to get hurt, and that's eventually how they're going to make mistakes. You're playing a Denver Broncos team next week that has a very explosive, very explosive defense. Won me money line today and won me survival. Saints fucked me. But um, that's the thing. Like, look, the O-line's going to have to get better. Um, the bright spots from the Jets were Michael Carter. Michael Carter, I think, is going to be a really good running back in this league. And also, too, Corey Davis is still the guy. Corey Davis, I think, is still a very good very good and very capable uh, receiver in this league. Now, with that being said, is he a wide receiver one on a Super Bowl caliber team? I don't know. Is he a, wide, is he a good uh, wide receiver one on a team like the Jets that, you know, they're kind of in this rebuild, like, hey, Prepare for pain coming ahead. Yeah. Um, and then, two. also, I liked Ryan Griffin at tight end. And um, uh, the, I think Croft, Tyler Croft, that was the other one. Um, but, yeah, and then the defense, too, has they have, they have flourishes. But at the same time, too, you're dealing with a rookie head coach. You're dealing with a rookie QB. So there's going to be a lot more growing pains with them. Now, I think if you give them a few years, maybe they'll turn into something. But for now, I think the Jets just have to make sure they keep Zach healthy. Because if you don't, you're going to get into this Burrow and Tua stuff where it's like, look, how are they going to be? Because you heard all those training camp reports about Burrow playing scared continuously throughout training camp. And you do not want your star quarterback playing that way. Like, that's 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 literally all. But, you know what? It is what it is. And anyway, we're moving on to next week. Next week, the Patriots play the Saints at 1 o'clock. It is rivalry week in my house because many of you know my father is a Saints fan. And also, too, Matt Beast, our resident Saints fan here on YWC Football Talk. We'll be here Thursday night as we're going to get ready for week three. We're also going to do a deep dive into the Saints-Patriots game. We'll just get both perspectives, get both sides, see how they're both doing. And then also to tomorrow, Danny will be back here to give more of a fuller recap of the uh, of the game as he was there today at MetLife Stadium to watch the Jets play the Patriots. So he'll give his perspective. And then we'll recap week two and we'll go from there. But for anyway, guys, for now, thank you very much for listening. This has been episode number two of the series with the YWC Football Talk Patriot Game Reviews, episode number 110, actually. So we're in the 110s now, folks. It feels pretty good. So you know what? Episode 111 and 112 tomorrow, and then 113 coming with the Patriots postgame show for the game against the Saints next week. But you know what? For now, guys, just keep on enjoying NFL Week 2. And thank you very much for listening. Have a good one.
I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. We all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.